Oh, did you see Sepp was at the track? I did. The first tennis bag. Yay. I was so happy. I mean, I know we got zero content from it, basically. And we didn't, like, even get an interview, if I'm not mistaken. Was there an interview? I didn't I... saw an interview, so I'm not sure. No, I don't think there was a real interview. At least not, like... A real one maybe someone hold held a camera in his face and said hey how are you but you know what i mean it's more like a hobby for me simply simply lovely Never left. Hello, welcome back to the Global Great Girls podcast. It's been a minute, but we're back. It's just me and Sandy again today. So um, we're just going to talk you through everything that happened and everything that will happen in the world of Formula One in the last two weeks and in the next two weeks. <laughs> something like that but yeah I mean obviously first things first let's talk about Monaco it was a surprisingly good race I feel like if that makes sense it's Monaco so yeah I had a feeling it was basically decided with the qualifying yeah Actually, I mean that... it was at least the first three were decided with the qualifying they were but I think it was still a good race. The rain really helped make it a little bit more interesting. Um, even though it looked really, really dangerous. I mean, honestly, the way the cars were sliding at some point and bumping into walls and all that stuff where every time you saw a car actually driving, you were like, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I mean, they were basically swimming down that one hill before they go into the um, tunnel that was interesting but yeah i mean obviously sandy already said it the first three were decided by qualifying although it looked like it could be like quite a close uh race for the win if fernando alonso didn't have to change tires before the rain came because if i I think if they waited like one or two laps more, they could have put him immediately on the inters and that would have given him like an advantage in terms of how close he would have been to Max. And yeah, I feel like that could have been very interesting. But speaking from Fernando, did you know he's the first to four? So he won Monaco as the first driver or not one, he was on the podium with four different constructors. He's the first oh, so one you mean... to achieve, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So he's the first one to achieve podiums with four different teams in Monaco yeah. or in general? In Monaco. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course, in Monaco. In general would be, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was a little bit dumb. Yeah, so he was uh, on P1 in 2006 with Renault, 2007 with McLaren. 
He was on P2 in 2011 with Ferrari and also in 2012 on P3. And yeah, last weekend recently, P2 with Aston Martin. That's really cool. I love that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, both McLaren in the points, which is great. Yeah, that was basically, I mean, Pierre Gasly on seventh, which really made me happy. George Russell got a penalty or rejoining the track in an unsafely manner and then tried to do his own strategy, asking if Lewis could let him by and hold up the man behind him, which was Charles Leclerc, to avoid losing his place because of the five-second penalty. But I mean, it he was, like in the end, he was over five seconds in front of Charles, so... That was basically nonsense. Also, did Ferrari really, really fuck for calls Carlos again? They did. They did, I, right? I wasn't happy about this. But I guess the Monaco course does not only apply to Charles Leclerc, it also applies to the team he's driving for. It looks like it. I mean, on the brighter side, I guess, whoever you're rooting for is that Nick DeFries, um was on P12 while his teammate Yuki Tsunoda was on P15. So maybe Dr. Grumpy Cat is uh, happy with the progress and won't kick him out of the team midseason. Oh, if I'm sure, I was reading a statement, but it was in German, that it's his best performance of the whole season. It was a statement from Dr. Grumpy Cat. <laughs> yeah, I think... Maybe he just got the memo now. I don't know. Maybe it was pure luck. We will see next race, I guess. One of the more interesting things that I um, heard Helmut Marco say um, after the race was that Monaco was Red Bull's 98th win. So they hope they can make their 100th win for the team in Austria, which would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, for the team, it would be amazing. And for you, it would be amazing. Yes, because I'm there. <laughs> so that would be really cool. I hope that happens. Um, I mean, he said they hope um, they can do it for Austria or the race after Austria. But um, still, I feel like it would be very nice to, to have them celebrate their 100th win in Austria. So I can be there. <laughs> so yeah. There were only two DNFs, which is, in my opinion, low for the time for all the time someone bumped into the wall. Because I'm pretty sure I heard Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso, Sergio Perez, um, Nico Hulkenberg, obviously, Sergeant Magnus and Stroll. Everyone just kind of bumped into the wall, and Magnus and Stroll were the only ones to DNF from it. So. <laughs> Yay to the cars that um, survived those hits, because that would have been absolute chaos. Yeah, because this track is very narrow, but you also need to say, because it's shorter and it's a street track, it's way much slower than the average track. Yeah, of course, of course. To pack it in a short message with my opinion on the races, I felt in the beginning it was a little bit boring. Definitely. When they always say it again and again, yeah, the rain is coming, the rain is coming in this lap, the rain is coming in... I don't know how much minutes. I was a little bit rooting for the rain to come <laughs> to, to spice it a little bit up. 
but for sure never spice it that much up that someone gets seriously injured of course i mean i think everyone i mean nearly everyone was sitting in front of the tv like yes please a little bit rain but i think none of the viewers actually want something to happen something bad to happen like if someone like bumps the wall a little bit brings out a safety car stuff like that it it just makes it a little bit more interesting but of course we never would want anything to happen to the driver or to anyone near the track that's never what we're rooting for but like just a safe little crash you know what i mean just a little bit of spice yes just a little bit of sliding and and maybe you know that would have been kind of nice but we did have a lot of bumps and we did have a lot of sliding so we basically got what we wanted in a very very safe manner so we i i feel like we can't complain as a ferrari fan you can always complain but that's another story (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i get what you mean but what um one of my definitely most favorite moments of this race was how esteban ocon after the race screamed into the microphone that esti bestie is on podium baby yeah me too (laughs) that was really cool I'm just now looking at the calendar again because I was for some reason in the the opinion that it would be Spain next and then already Austria. But of course, there's Canada in between, which makes literally no sense, but okay. Um, yeah, it, it makes sense. It makes uh, actually a lot of sense. Um, why? Because of the weather conditions in Canada. If they took the race earlier or later into the season, it's just too cold and the weather conditions um like for example rain or snow would be too dangerous to drive i think they should have done it before season break so maybe take belgium or hungary instead of canada and then you only have have it like two weeks after three weeks after so that shouldn't be too bad but that's just my opinion yeah okay i mean uh so Helmut marco saying they want their 100th win in Austria actually is pretty feasible, I feel like, because we have two races in between now and Austria. So um they can mess up mess up in quotes here. Like they can be come second or something. If they don't win in one of those uh races, they still have the possibility to reach their one hundredth win. But honestly, as it look at as it's looking now, I feel like well, I feel like they could do it in Canada already, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't don't jinx it. Oh yeah. Pro- I probably just did. Pro- I mean, I saw an article today about Esther Martin bringing another update to um Barcelona, um, which should bring them like they estimated um, the update to bring them about two tenths on one lap, if I understood that correctly. So that should be pretty interesting if that really happens. I mean, I do want another Fernando, Fernando Alonso win. And if it's Spain or Canada, or basically any race except Austria, <laughs> I would be very, very, very happy. I mean, I would and will celebrate a Fernando Alonso win in Austria as well. But I would really love to see the vibe if Max wins in Austria, because obviously last year he didn't win. There was like one of the few races he didn't win, and it was in Austria when we were there. But Charles won, so it's okay. I was kind of happy. No, you were. 
but I feel like the the whole vibe of the party after the race would be a lot different and a lot more happy and stuff like that if Max won. So I really hope he does it in Austria this year. But yeah, Spain or Canada, pretty don't care. Um, I would love to have Fernando Alonso win one of those two. To be honest, I would love to have him win in Spain. Just because it's Oh my god, yeah, race. it's his home Grand Prix. Oh my god. I totally blanked on that. Yes. Oh my god. Imagine. Oh my god, now I want it to happen. He has um, the potential, but you also need to say that the new configuration of the track makes the track around 7.5 seconds faster. Wow, that's a lot. They they took out the chicane, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that should be pretty interesting. I Oh my god, yes, let Fernando win his home Grand Prix. I totally blanked on that. I want that now. That would be really nice. Let's just say it happens. I don't care. It's happening. Fernando Alonso is going to win his home Grand Prix. And I'm not jinxing it this time. (laughs) We hope. But even more nice would be um, seeing both Spanish drivers on the podium on the weekend. (laughs) I know you want Ferrari up there. And I'm with you. Let's go with P1 Fernando Alonso, P2 Carlos Sainz, and P3. Well, I don't care about P3 then. I mean, Max will be nice, but I also would be happy. Oh my god, let's make it Fernando, then Carlos, and then Pierre Gasly. That would be my dream podium. Right there? Perfect. I mean... Now you need to put this in your prediction for the weekend. Yeah, I I mean, I will. I totally will. I don't care where they qualify. I mean, SD got on the podium with that car. I'm sure Pierre can do it as well. So go Pierre and obviously go to the two Spaniards on the track. Yeah, I I think that will be that will be very nice. Let's see. Do I have work when when the qualifying is? I'm afraid I have work when qualifying is. I hate my life. I have to work when qualifying is. So guess who's watching qualifying at work? I'm just kidding. If my boss is listening, I'm, I would never watch anything on and while I'm at work. Let's change the topic. So hmm. since we're still speaking about Barcelona, I shared it earlier today in the group mm-hmm. that Mick is driving the Mercedes for the first time on the track next Wednesday. I love it. Yes, I mean, uh, I would love to have Mick back on the track. He was um, just such a cute little golden retriever. I mean, I would like to see him, uh, but for he is actually at the team, like doing a test drive during FP1. So at least get broadcasted on worldwide TV. Wait, when's FP1? If I have to work during FP1, I'm totally watching it. I'm not kidding. But he is sadly only testing the new Pirelli tires. Yeah, but he's still on track during FP1. No, so... on, on next Wednesday. Oh. So it's it's not getting broadcasted. Oh, okay, now I get it. Now I'm not happy. Well, whatever. It is what it is. But since there's the rule, they need to let uh, the reserve drivers drive at least one. Or was it two FP1 sessions? Two. two. So we two. still have the chance to see him on track this season. Mm-hmm, that's true i would love that let's change topics what do you think about that alfa romeo is set to join Haas as title partner for 24 
Mm, I like it. I thought it was 26. Mm, no, no. Allegedly, it's next year. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Is wait, obviously, was it Audi? Do we have Audi coming in? Yes, but they are coming in for 2026, right? Yeah. In my head, it was Alfa Romeo would be going to house when Audi was coming in with Sauber. Yeah, but the contract for um, the title partner sponsoring with Sauber is running out at the end of the season. Oh, interesting. So who's going to be their sponsor? Do we know yet? Do you have an idea? Do we think Audi is going to sponsor them for the next two two years and then come in as title partner? It could be that they're sponsoring them for two years and then come in as title and engine supplier, but I don't know. I mean, it would make sense because why would you go look for another sponsor if you know you have someone coming in in two years anyway? You know what I mean? So... Honestly, I'm happy for Haas because Alfa Romeo will bring a good amount of money to the team. And I hope that that will give them a little bit more freedom with their developing and a little bit more budget. So I'm actually excited to see what they could do with a little bit more money. A Um, little bit more money? Do you know to which company Alfa Romeo belongs? Oh god, don't put me on the spot like that. It's late. I'm overworked and tired. Which company is it? It's Chrysler Fiat. And also Fiat bought, I guess it was in 1964, uh, the rights for Ferrari. So Ferrari and Alfa Romeo actually are included in the company Chrysler Fiat. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, not only a little bit of money. Okay, well, they're getting a lot of money and I'm excited to see what they can do with it because it seems like even with the little money that they have, they are somewhat able to raise um, teams like Williams and stuff like that, at least. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're not... In the midfield, they're still kind of backrunners, but even with the little money that they have, they are able to fight one or two teams at least. So if they have more money, I'm excited to see if they could be uh, at least midfield. That also makes sense because the engine supplier is Ferrari. Definitely. Oh, did you see Seb was at the track? I did. (gasps) The best in his bag. Yay. I was so happy. I mean, I know we got zero content from it basically and we didn't like even get an interview if i'm not mistaken was there an interview i didn't saw an interview so i'm not sure no i don't think there was a real interview at least not like a real one maybe someone hold held a camera in his face and said hey how are you but you know what i mean (laughs) Um, there was no real interview. He was just there, and he still has the same hairstyle with like the one tiny band around his head. And I just thought it was really funny that he still does that. I don't know, <laughs> but that's something I immediately noticed. And I also saw a video of him entering the paddock and immediately hugging a young woman from Aston Martin and he was like hey how are you can I hug you and it was just really nice to see how how he is like to have him back even a little bit if that makes sense uh yeah it's it's really nice to see what what a kind person he is 
Yes, definitely. I mean, we saw it in the last years, obviously, but I missed it this year. And it's just nice to have a little snippet to, yeah, to remember him almost. Yeah, it's a little bit sad to not see him driving anymore, but it makes it a little bit better to see him at the track at least. Yeah, and he looks happy. He looks like he's driving. He looks like he's fine. And I'm really happy for him if his retirement was what um, he wanted. But whenever I see Esther Martin do good, one of my, at least like one or two of my brain cells always go down that rabbit hole. What if Sebastian stayed one more year? Only one more season. (laughs) (laughs) Could he have made his fifth championship? Because I feel like Sebastian Vettel would have been able to drive that car to hell. I mean, Fernando Alonso is doing an amazing job in that car, don't get me wrong. It would have been, I think it would have been amazing to be able to really root for Sebastian Vettel again. Like, only one year where we could really just root for him. I'm sad now. (laughs) Okay, let's end this episode. (laughs) I need to go cry in my bedroom. (laughs) Okay, short thing I have to say to this. Um, I guess Fernando would be still able to fight for a championship because he has the potential. If you give him the right car, I think the S. Martin has actually the potential to do this. He could fight for a championship, but I guess uh, it would be maybe a little bit easier for Sebastian just because he is... I think five years younger than Fernando. Not only younger, but he also does have uh, more experience in the Aston Martin. I know we have new regulations. I know all that, but he already had one year driving with the new regulations in the team. And he already had like the year before that. Yeah, he already had the year before that um, in the Aston Martin as well. So not only the team, but also the car is just very familiar to him. And I feel like he could have he could maybe get out a tiny bit more out of the car and i think that tiny bit is what's missing to winning races right now i guess so too but i made a bo- i'm making now a bold prediction maybe he's doing the german move and is coming back you mean with audi in 26 i know yes <laughs> I know that's a rumor that's going around, but we do not have any infos on that yet. It's just a rumor and a little bit that we hope as German and half German, I mean, you're half German too, you're half Italian as well, I'm half Australian, whatever. As half Germans, we just kind of hope for this question to come back. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll hear you next week because i think we have said enough now and have probably sent you down a little rabbit hole if you've never gone there maybe on purpose maybe you didn't even think about uh what would have happened if sebastian stayed one more year thing but have fun with that now and in the meantime don't forget to watch the um spanish grand prix and watch Fernando Alonso win alongside Carlos Sainz and Pierre Gasly. Have a very nice rest of your week. And if I'm going to stay updated, go to our socials. Exactly. At Global Grid Girls. If you find one, you can find them all. 
So yeah, have fun scrolling through all the news and have fun joining our community. We always send out question stickers. Um, we would really love if you would interact with us. Um, if you have any questions, if you have anything to say about our podcast um, or, if, or anything really, just DM us and yeah, we'll see you then.